All right. So today we have with us Nasima, and I'm so happy that we finally have her on. I've been eyeing her for years. Maybe I hope that doesn't sound weird. <laughs> but uh, I have, I'm going to do her introduction and I'm going to allow you to say a little bit about yourself. But again, I just want to gush a little bit. So today we have with us Nasima, um, the founder of Financially Intentional, and I'm so glad that she's here with us today. I've been watching her from afar for years, and she's done amazing things. And what she does is she discusses how to take control of finances and how doing so has actually helped her to overcome bankruptcy, divorce, and she's really about breaking the cycle of leaving paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of my audience members are nurses, and we can definitely identify with that. And so along with that, she shares her lessons and along her path to help others become financially independent and realize the freedoms associated with that. So um, thank you so much for joining us. And Nasima, you know, feel free to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, um, some things that I left out. Hey, Amelia. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm Nasima McElroy. I am a labor and delivery nurse by trade. And some years ago, I knew that I wasn't where I wanted to be financially. I was making a good income and kind of had all the things to make it look like I had it all together financially. But deep down, I knew that there was more for me that I could do um, better with my finances. And so I kind of went on a quest <laughs> to um, do better. And I started to learn about my finances eventually went on to pay a million dollars in debt off. $300,000 of that was a student loan or $200,000 of that was student loans. And so now I share my story with others so that they know that it's possible. And so that others know that it's people out here like me that are achieving are on the path to financial independence and that they can um, do it too. And it's not as hard as it may seem. So that's wow. what I do. Wow. So we're just going to revisit like a lot of what you said. We might even just spend <laughs> this whole interview just breaking down what you just mentioned. So um, right. just to recap, you paid off how much in debt? Almost a million dollars. Wow. Wow. And you did this, I like how you said um, in your um, notes to me, without living in deprivation. So, right, so right. tell me more about that. Because you said that you realized that you couldn't out-earn financial ignorance. You mm -hmm. paid off a bunch of money and you did this without living in deprivation. Put it together right. for us. So a lot of people think that in order to achieve any kind of financial success, it's about cutting expenses and living off of rice and beans, right? That's Dave Ramsey's like famous saying, but I did it without doing that because I didn't feel like I needed to. At the same time, I had always made um, a really good income, but I just wasn't intentional about where my money was going. And so that's where um, the title for my, or the name for my business came from, um, Financially Intentional, because it was just about me having to start paying attention and start giving every one of my dollars that came in an assignment and a purpose and just being intentional about the things that I spent money on. So it really doesn't matter how much money you make. It's about how much money you spend, what you do with that money, and making sure that your money is working for you and not the other way around. And those are some of the lessons that I learned in getting better with my finances. And those are the things that I share because a lot of people say, I can do better when... 
I make this amount of money. But really, if you can't take control of your finances from where you're at right now, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You'll never be able to build wealth because your mindset hasn't changed to where you are in control of your finances. Mm, Yes. Yes. Mindset is everything. And I've said it before that, you know, when it comes to even like starting your own business, you know, the mindset has to be right before you can ever expect people to give you money. I mean, you, for one, you have to be open to receiving period. And if you don't have a mindset where you're open to receiving, that's not going to work too well in business. And then if you don't think that you're of value, you know, you're not going to communicate it your value confidently and then no one's going to pay you and that doesn't Mm -hmm. do well in business. So I loved how you said like mindset was needed and assigning value or assigning purpose to money that comes in. That's amazing. So Mm -hmm. you talked a little bit about uh, financially intentional and tell me a little bit more about how you started that. Like tell me about the start of your business journey. I mean, what Mm -hmm. problem or challenge did you see? And yeah, tell me what you started to notice like as you went through your journey. So just in going through my journey and starting to really attack my debt, what it started to do for me was to unlock levels of freedom in my life that I didn't even know was possible. And it just gave me such a sense of control that I've never had. And I knew that with this information, a lot of people can make dynamic changes, and especially because there's a lot of social issues that I know people are dealing with. And and when I started the business, I was thinking about my friends in general. And I was thinking about all the social change we can impact, all the lives that we can impact. I was thinking about our daughters. Most of my friends have girls and just how we can impact their lives and generations to come. If we had these freedoms that we didn't even know we needed because we weren't in the place where we needed to be financially. And so once I started to learn these lessons and started to understand how I could shift my life to live a life by design, I was like, you know what? My friends need to know how to do this. So I was talking to my friends and I was explaining to them what I was doing. And I was like, are you guys interested in this information at all? Like if I like wrote a blog or something about it, would you guys read it? Cause I just hate repeating myself. So I was like, I'll just put it up there. I'll share it with you guys. And that what they said, yes, obviously. <laughs> and that was how financially intentional was born. And it just kind of caught on to other people. And yeah, that's where we so- are now. So from there, you started a blog and Mm -hmm. you started producing content. You just started Mm -hmm. sharing your journey. Yeah. Uh, Was it sort of like, I'm thinking of like Pat Flynn, like, you know, he started his just sharing his journey related Mm -hmm. to getting a certificate. Was it sort of like that? Or did you wait until you had all information and then start sharing? No, I, (laughs) I'm still learning. So like, like every lesson that I learned. So um, at first it was like, I would like track my progress, like how much debt I paid off every month. And then people would be like, well, that's a lot. Like, how did you do that? So every small lesson along the way, I would just share it. And the more I learned, the more I shared. And so I just continuously just had new content to share because I was learning new things. So I didn't have it all figured out. I still don't have it all figured out. This finance game, this life game is a journey, right? Mm -hmm. We learn all these lessons along the way. And if I waited till I had it all quote unquote figured out, I probably would be exhausted and want to share it. But then at the same time, I feel like I'll never reach a place where I've had it all figured out because 
like I said, I'm continuously on a path to learning and expanding and growing and different life stages. I mean, um, what is going to affect me now financially is different what went, than what was affecting me then. And what's important is a lot different, you know. Now I have two kids, you know. Um, during that time, you know, I went through a marriage, very quick marriage, a divorce. And so, you know, life changes, life stages. And, you know, a lot of times we think that there's a perfect moment or a perfect time. It's just like when you, you know, people say, well, when's the best time to have a kid? Well, you know, it's kind of ain't up to, it's like, you know, ain't nothing to it but to do it because there's never going to be a perfect time because you're never going to be prepared. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just started from where I was at. No, I love it. Thank you so much. I mean, so many of us, especially nurses, you know, are people from regulated industries, not just nurses. I've noticed this come up with my friends in legal and financial. We're mm-hmm. used to following a step-by-step. We're used to rules. And if you break the rules, something happens. So yep. therefore, <laughs> therefore, we need to be all knowing about all mm-hmm. things before mm-hmm. we write our first blog post. And so I just wanted to I mean, I knew the answer, but I just wanted to hear you say (laughs) that that's what you did. You shared your journey and we're all continuously learning, hopefully. We're Mm -hmm. all continuously learning and sharing. And, you know, the point at which you give yourself permission to share, people will join you at that point. And the result of putting information out there, that's how people started reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. started reaching out with to you for more information you know and more support and related to that you know you solve the problems because you're putting information out there people are responding you're talking to your ideal customers people who have raised their hands saying i need help and support so tell me about the solutions that you started to provide for the problems that you were seeing so initially like i said people would just reach out to me like okay well i saw that you paid off debt how did you do that And so I'd be like, oh, you know, I use zero-based budgeting. And so I would like do live where I would share my budget, like and actually just go through my budget. And then it evolved into, well, can you like actually just help me with that? So then I started doing one-on-one coaching, but being a nurse and having two jobs, (laughs) that wasn't really working. It wasn't really scalable and it wasn't something that I could do efficiently. So last year, I actually started a group coaching program that has now evolved into a monthly membership program where I help people walk on their path to financial independence. Hmm. And tell me a little bit more about this. This was not a part of the question (laughs) that I sent you, but did you wake up knowing how to do one-on-one consultations? Did you wake up knowing how to do group programs? And did you wake up knowing how to run a membership program? (laughs) no so what I know is that and and this is just the the core truth is that anything that you want to do requires an investment in yourself and so I knew that in order to grow my business the way I wanted to I had to invest in coaching invest in training so that I could learn these things I mean I could have figured them out on my own I mean I've you know Dr. Google. You know, Google is out there. Like there's so many free resources, but I knew that in order to do it right and in order to not be spinning my wheels, I needed to invest in myself. And so I've invested in coaching and programs to help me learn how to do one-on-one coaching, then learn how to build a group coaching models and membership models and so on and so forth. But it was all gradual Mm -hmm. and, and it evolved out of what people needed and how people could actually take actionable steps towards making things happen in their lives. So it was a process. And um, yeah, it's really about investing in yourself so that you can serve others. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that because I feel, again, sometimes when people are thinking about entrepreneurship, they look at everything that people are doing and people don't often say that. They don't say like, oh, I invested in myself or I I didn't wake up knowing how to run a group program. They just are running group programs and they're kind of vague about how they figured it out. But you said that you invested in coaching and Mm -hmm. you did that because you didn't want to spend years watching YouTube. You wanted to to shortcut and make it go faster. So you reached out to someone who knew more than you about a specific thing and you invested in yourself and this has been the result. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like helped me and it's a continuous support network in business. As you know, things constantly are evolving. The way we have to reach out and communicate with people are constantly evolving. And so I feel like if you're trying to go it alone, you'll miss out on a lot of things that can serve you. And I think like <laughs> you waste a lot of time trying to figure things out that she, you shouldn't be doing. One thing that I did know in going into the business is that I didn't want the business to run me. I mean, nursing is already really demanding. I wanted to have a business where I could be the digital CEO and that I didn't have to spend I mean, all of my time doing all of the mundane things that go into running a business. I wanted to have a team support me so I can focus on CEO level duties, only things, the things that I can do and only I can do to bring value to my business. And so I wanted to make sure that I put those things in place before I started a business as well. Um, Because I think entrepreneurs think that we have to do all of the things and we spend most of our time doing non-revenue generating tasks. And that's not a good way, Is that's not a good use of your time, especially if you're already taking time outside of your job or away from your children or just away from living your life to, to pour into businesses. It should be time well spent. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure that I was maximizing my time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that's amazing. And, and <laughs> um, I really appreciate your transparency because again, I don't want to throw shade or or call out names, but there are people out there who act like they're doing it all by themselves. And really they have like a team of 20 (laughs) all over the world that are supporting their efforts. That's helping them. And the fact is, is that, you know, just starting out, you know, while you, we may not be able to have the budget for a team of 20, you can have a budget for an additional support person. And that support Mm -hmm. person can, it can, it ranges. It depends on what you need. It could be a virtual assistant or it could be a coach, or it could, you know, it, it looks different. But the idea is, I love how you knew that you wanted to be the CEO and that you wanted to focus on revenue generating activities versus, you know, mundane stuff, you know, figuring out, spending hours trying to figure out Canva, for example, yes. or trying to rearrange the logo or, you know, and we've all done it before. I feel, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've spent hours trying to, I think, move a button on my website. It was, yes, <laughs> like, uh, can you get somebody to do that, please? Because... Yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. time. Yes. So, so anyway, so moving on to the next question, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, your role as a virtual or not virtual, your role as a CEO, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on, you know, more important things and such. So what would you like to accomplish with the path that, that you currently have? I mean, where you're going, what do you see ultimately like down the road a little bit further? I really see the importance of making sure that women who look like me feel like they are seen and heard and have a place and know what's possible for them. And that's why I know I'm sharing my story and helping others get through the things and overcoming the things financially that I've had to go through is super important because 
you know, we need to know that we deserve to be wealthy. We need to know that we deserve a limitless life. Like there should be no limits. And I think that oftentimes in the roles that we serve in our jobs, um, we feel kind of boxed in. We feel that um, we aren't seen. We feel that it's kind of like you're wearing that mask, you know, that code switching that goes on. And so you lose a part of yourself in that. And um, I just want people to know that you and who you are, uniquely you, is special, it's important, it's beautiful. And people need to know that because um, you are the magic in this world. That's why there's only one of you. And we can do great things, but we have to first believe in ourselves. And, you know, my overall mission is just to make that a reality for as many people as possible. But just on the whole scheme of things, like, I really feel like once we can increase wealth in our communities, we have um, a lot of power to influence social changes because really the changes that are, need to happen in community you got to have some money behind you. (laughs) You got to have some financial standing. You have to be able to um, not have to be in fear of losing a paycheck if you stand up for yourself. Also, we, I want to make sure that I'm not the only one in the room. And I know a lot of people have had that experience of being the only one in the room and, you know, being the first, (laughs) like, first Black women to do something in 2019, I really feel like it's really ridiculous. So (laughs) just trying to uh, bring as many people up as possible. And that's my ultimate goal. Yeah, thank you for sharing how you feel. You know, some people, you know, have different feelings about different things. And the truth of it is that a lot of folks, especially folks from healthcare, we have, I don't know where it's come from, but we've been fed information that we're not supposed to earn a lot and we're supposed to be okay with having limited resources. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to feel bad about wanting to have more resources. And while I do not love money, I do not mm-hmm. love money at all. I don't believe in that. I do know that money gives you more options and how you can help people. Mm-hmm. And being able to control the hours, especially that you work, it gives you the opportunity to be there for your loved ones who need you. And also with work situations that may not be great. You know, I've been in work situations that haven't been great and I've had to stay. But when you know that you can earn income on your own, mm-hmm. you just have more choices. And yeah. and like you said, I mean, you cannot be afraid to speak up about horrible work situations because Mm -hmm. we always say, you know, I need to keep silent. I need to keep quiet because what if they fire me? Well, if you have confidence in your ability to earn income, you won't have that fear and you will be able to have the work life that you deserve. And that will, you know, give you time, energy, and resources for, you know, the more important things. And Mm -hmm. with that said, I feel like the way this conversation is going, some people might say, okay, I'm ready to quit my job tomorrow. Um, So, so the cautionary piece that I want to bring in right quick, real here, right here is, you know, tell me about some of the challenges that we should consider because, you know, we're right now, like I said, some of us might be ready to quit our jobs, but before we all go and do that, um, and that's not what I'm encouraging. I'm just Mm -hmm. funny. Um, But tell me about some of the challenges or struggles or things to keep in mind. I mean, it's like, we're inspired. We're like, yeah, you know, I need to be able to do this, but just also, you know, bring back reality too. Um, Tell me about some, yeah, some of the challenges that, you know, you navigated through or you faced in, in this process. 
So I think we all hear about like those overnight successes, especially people in like digital marketing worlds and things like that. You hear about people that have like these big six figure launches and that are coming out the gate, making all this money. But in reality, it's that they've been in the background working for years and years. And so those overnight successes that you're usually seeing have had to put in a lot of work (laughs) for not so much money for a long time. And I think that's okay because those people were investing in themselves in the beginning, right? They were investing in their dreams. They were working towards a goal that they knew was possible. So before you just take that jump, make sure you just bring the ship a little bit closer and understand that there are levels, (laughs) you know, that you have to work towards. I still work in my nursing job and I don't see that happening and that that stopping anytime soon. But, you know, it, it takes a while of giving and serving others before you really see returns. But as long as you're making sure that serving others is your goal and not just making money and not just doing it because you feel like it's going to bring you an extra, um, you know, this boost of money or this internet fame or whatever (laughs) people chase being an entrepreneur and know that it's really about the value that you're bringing to other people and making sure you're always coming from that place. You'll be fine, but also know that it takes time. Love it. Thank you so much for, thank you so much for that transparency. I think some of the things that I've had to go through, like, like I said, I've had to invest in myself. That was really expensive, you know, training, coaching, high level coaching programs are really expensive. Investing in just building my business. um, Those things are expensive. So, you know, I've had many successes, but it doesn't come without a lot of cost. So, you know, just so people understand that, you know, there's time investment, there's capital investment, but it was it's all done from a place of service and not just, you know, just chasing money. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us a little bit about the other side. I mean, I know our, your story in some ways is still developing. Um, mm-hmm. you're, we're always continually on a journey and winning new lessons. And tomorrow your answer to this may be different. But mm-hmm. tell us about some of the ones that you've experienced. You told us about the investment. You told us about things to consider, some cautionary tales. What have been some of your wins? Tell us more about those too. The exposure that I've gotten just from sharing my story and the impact that I've had been able to um, make on other people, whether it be from people not knowing it was possible to be able to pay off debt, not not even knowing that financial independence existed, (laughs) you know, or what that would look like or that that was even possible for them. Um, I've been able to share my story and impact people in those ways. I've also, you know, I've been featured on several podcasts and several platforms. But what also happened is that, you know, it's forced these accelerated collisions with people who I look up to, who people that I aspire to be like, because, you know, I have myself put in the work now. And so people, I've been able to share rooms with women who are influencers in their own right, who have um, million dollar, billion dollar companies. And it's only because, you know, I put myself out there. I took those steps. There wouldn't be a financially intentional if I hadn't been like, you know what, I need to get my stuff together. And then, you know what, I feel like people could benefit from learning these things that I've learned along the way. 
And so it's great being on this side because it's opened up a world to me that I didn't even know was possible. The sky is the limit on where my life can go. Like I could never imagine that I would be doing the things and sharing the rooms and being in the places and learning the things and having the relationships like with people like you, Amelia, like I could have been ne- never imagined this lifestyle if I hadn't just put myself out there and just done the work. Mm, awesome. 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 Yeah. And, and, and what you said with putting yourself out there, I mean, everyone listening, please listen and hear what Nasima is saying. She put herself out there. She did not wait for permission. Mm-hmm. She didn't wait for someone to, go and build a stage, build a platform, <laughs> then look around, search around and like, oh, Nasima, here you are. Come onto my platform and share about <laughs> your thing, right? You did not wait for that. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I had to create my own lane. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yay. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So tell me um, a little bit more like about like how, well, you talked about how you got started and why you got started. And Tell me about some of your, you kind of touched on it, being in rooms with people that you've admired, but tell Mm -hmm. me about like some of your best collaborations. I mean, how did you meet these, you know, strategic partners? I mean, did you just walk out your door and there was a strategic partner, like just waiting for you in your driveway? Is that what happened? No, what's funny is, is that people started reaching out to me, like to be on podcasts and to be um, featured in articles. And I've been, I'm in published books now. Um, My story is shared in those places, but people started to reach out to me just because I was vulnerable. I was sharing my story, the ups and downs. And I just remember like the very first podcast I was featured on, I was just listening to this podcast. It's called His and Her Money. And I was like, wow, I like when I pay off all my debt, I love to be there. And I just remember just like fantasizing about it. But to me, it all it always was only possible once I achieved this goal in like just a couple, like maybe a month or so later. And I'm still in the midst of paying off all my debt. They reached out to me and was like, hey, we, we see your story that you've been sharing. Would you like to be featured in my podcast? And I was still on the journey. I didn't even deem deem myself worthy. I was just like, oh, but you know, like I haven't met this goal yet. And they were just like, but your journey is incredible. Like, can you share this? And so that's, that was like, you know, mind blowing. And then from that, it just kind of like snowballed. Different people started reaching out to me. And these people I've actually just formed friendships and relationships with. And they're, they've been the people that I've started to surround myself with. They've been the people that have inspired me, people that I can learn from and people that I can tap into if I need anything. And like I said, it was just because I put myself out there. I shared my story. I opened up myself to other people and you know, the relationship building just happened. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, so tell us when we're sort of like winding down and, you know, this is the business of nursing and we do talk Mm -hmm. about business part of things as well. Mm -hmm. Um, For people who are, you know, starting out, what recommendations do you have for others when it comes to getting their and keeping their first clients? When it comes to starting to charge for what it is that you do, what are some considerations and, you know, think back on your first five, if you can remember, or even your, your last five favorite ones. Um, tell me a little bit more about that exchange and how that started to happen. 
I think what's important when um, you're thinking about serving everyone, I mean, serving clients, I think initially you're just like, I want to help all people, like everybody could benefit from this, but you'll soon find that you'll get burnt out like that because you can't really affect change in everyone's life the way that you want to. You really have to do a deep dive and try to uh, define your ideal client because ultimately at the end of the day, you really want to have maximal impact. You want people who are going to follow through. You want people who are coachable and easy to work with. And so at first I tried to be all things to all people and I felt myself really being in a position like, I don't really like this. This is, <laughs> I'm not really helping people because mm -hmm. people weren't doing pe people. I mean, I would pour into people, give them all this advice. And, you know, a month later, they're still doing the same thing. And I was like, I just spent like hours trying to help yeah. you with something. And... <laughs> It just didn't work out. But once I started to understand who my target market was and how I can best serve them, that's when I started seeing the results. And yeah, it's okay to be like, yeah, these are the kind of people that I want to work with. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to impact change. Awesome. So like that, what you just shared there has saved someone years. <laughs> It really has. No, yes. I, you, and we know it's true and you know, it's true. And you just mm -hmm. did save someone years and just, you know, a couple sentences or two. So as we wrap up and, and slash, I, I usually don't say this, but I want to have you back for a part two because your, your, your story is just too amazing to pack into this. And I just don't want this to drag on and on. Not that I think it would be dragging, but mm -hmm. um, I want to give proper honor to the second part of this because there's a lot there to you that obviously we can't unpack even in a couple episodes. But so I'm just going to put that out there. But tell me what you're, and also re related to what I'm about to ask you, mm -hmm. um, I definitely need to have you back on after this happens. So tell me about your new projects. <laughs> tell me about what's on the horizon for you. So like I just said, you can't be everything to all people. And I knew that I really wanted to kind of niche down and focus on nurses in particular. So I'm starting a podcast called Nurses on Fire, which is for people or for nurses who are aspiring to be on the path of financial independence or people who are on the path of financial independence or people, just nurses in general that didn't even know that it was possible to be financially independent, sharing stories of um, nurses who have been there or people who have um, unique resources to bring to nurses. So that podcast, I hope, will bring the nursing community closer to the world of financial independence. And so that's what I hope to be putting out in a couple of weeks. And thank you, Amelia, for being one of my first guests. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I'm excited for this because, you know, before the interview, we've talked about nurses and a lot of nurses, they are, the average age of a nurse, I think is in their 50s and right. mm -hmm. lots of nurses are baby boomers and the way healthcare is set up, the way the industry is set up, um, the retirement plan for nurses, um, it's interesting. There's a lot of nurses who are experiencing being kicked out of jobs that they've had for years. Mm -hmm. And they're also nearing the retirement age and they're finding themselves out of a job with years of experience and having trouble finding work that's anything like what they used to do. Mm -hmm. and, and I know we're wrapping up and I feel like I'm just opening up something. <laughs> 
but have you observed that? I'm just curious. Without naming names or details, is it just me, or have you observed something, a similar shifting happening, especially with more experienced nurses? Yeah, I mean, the world of healthcare is changing, and we're trying to shift models, and a lot of the traditional roles that nurses have been serving are no longer they've kind of been phased out. And so like, yeah, I've seen a lot of people being reclassified or just kind of their departments just shutting down. And a lot of those nurses haven't saved financially for that and can't recoup those incomes that they had because they don't necessarily have the transferable skills to be able to work in other areas. I mean, a nurse is not a nurse is not a nurse. You know, we, <laughs> our, our jobs are, um, can be pretty specialized and yeah, I've seen it happen. Yeah. Yep. So on that note, what we have to look forward to, to leave it on a bright note, <laughs> is the Nurses right. on Fire podcast. It's coming very soon, you guys. So, yes. so hopefully, you know, to be quite honest about time, this, I don't want to make any promises, but um, <laughs> if there's a link, there'll be a link to that directly. But otherwise you can, oh, well, let me let you tell people, where can they find you? Where can they get inf- more information? We just told everyone that they really need to seriously consider all the options that they have. And you have options about how to become financially independent. So yeah, so how can people follow you, stay in touch? What's your preferred social media platform? Tell us all the details, please. So I can be reached on my website at financiallyintentional.com. Make sure you join my mailing list there. I hang out mostly on Instagram and I do have a very vibrant Facebook community. Um, Just search Facebook for Financially Intentional. And I have a lot of information and resources, but more importantly, I have a strong community of people who will support you. Also have a unique Nurses on Fire um, Facebook group that's growing. So all of those places are where you can reach out to me, reach out to people aspiring to be financially independent and kind of build your own tribe so that you'll have people to support you along your path wherever you are financially. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, my dear. And I look forward to staying in touch and I look forward to our future conversations and collaborations. Okay. Most definitely, Amelia. (laughs) Thank you. All right.